I carried on walking. I judged it to be around midnight, and being out in the open at this time was like swimming in shark-infested waters with a stake on your back. To my right was a thirty-foot oak tree, standing in the same spot that it had probably stood since way before the world fell. Maybe even before I was born, there was something that looked a little odd about it, and when I got closer, I found that the trunk was hollowed out. Whether it was through old age or the work of some forest animal, I didn't care. I was thankful for it. It might not have been the Ritz, but it would do. I lowered my head and squeezed my body into the tight space. The inside of the tree smelt like sodden earth and felt soggy on my jeans, and my back was bent so much that it hurt. I wasn't looking at a comfortable night's sleep. But then, when was the last time I had one of those? I couldn't go on like this. I thought about the shack and felt a pang of regret. Why didn't I stay there? Plenty of people would have trusted the men, gone inside, and got a good night's rest. I shook my head. Those were the kind of people who died. Every time you trusted a person, you had another spin at the chamber, hoping this time it wasn't your turn to take the bullet. From my hole in the tree, I had a limited view of the forest in front of me. If something suddenly spotted me, I would be screwed. There would be no escape, no back exit. It was still better than being out in the open, though. Out there, an infected could come out of nowhere and bite you, or a stalker might leap from a tree and take a chunk out of your neck. To take my mind off the infected and the stalkers, I put my pack on my lap, unzipped it, and looked at what I had with me. Somewhere at the bottom were fireworks, useful for distracting the infected, and a lighter. I rummaged in my pack and took out the revolver that I had found a few months ago in the pocket of an infected. The handle was scratched and the brown paint was flecking away. When I opened the chamber, the smell of gunpowder cut through the soggy aroma of the tree. I only had three bullets left, but that didn't matter. I rarely fired the gun if I could help it. The sound of a gunshot might as well have been a siren call for the infected. I checked my food. I had two tins of bargain bin kidney beans in brine. As hungry as I was, the thought of the slimy beans put my stomach in a knot. The only alternative was a sachet of powdered chicken soup, but I needed to boil some water to cook it with. Right now, lighting a fire would be suicidal. I dug down and felt the cold touch of metal. It was Clara's gold bracelet. I had bought it for our five-year anniversary, back when things were good. Now, it was a grim reminder of what I had lost. I felt a sentimental wave wash over me, so I put it back. Tucked at the bottom of my bag and wrapped in waterproof plastic sheet was my prized possession, my GPRS tracker. I looked out into the woods, and seeing that nobody was around, I took it out. I pressed the on button, and the screen came to life, a blue light that illuminated the darkness. I covered the top of it with my hand to stop the light being seen by anything that lurked around me. The GPRS loaded, and the route displayed. It showed my current location and the route I needed to take to get to the farm. Thank God that the satellites are still working, because without them I would never find my way. The farm was tucked away in a remote little spot in the countryside, so hidden away that it was impossible just to stumble on it. Why had we waited so long to try and find it? Why had we wasted so many years in the wilds looking for other survivors, when we could have just isolated ourselves completely, made something of a life for ourselves? The farm was my salvation. Once I got there, Everything would be okay. 
I'd be alone, far away from people, and I would be self-sufficient, and the GPRS was my only way of getting there. I checked the mile section in the corner and saw that I had four hundred left to go. The thought of the journey ahead made my body heavy, but nothing would stop me. As I enjoyed the images in my head of how good life would be once I reached the farm, my eyelids fell. Later, I don't know how long, I jerked awake. I looked outside of my little tree hole. My breath caught in my chest and a shiver ran through me. Ten meters away, a stalker hugged the ground and sniffed the earth for my scent. It slinked in my direction, with hunger on its lips and death in its eyes.